0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to week 16 of NFL Insights with your host, Brennan Rampey. We'd like to wish everybody a happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy Hanukkah. Uh, we have uh, most of our slate takes place on Saturday this week, so don't forget to set your fantasy lineups. Uh, the one o'clock game is littered with terrible games, and let's start off with one of them the nine and five Ravens welcoming in the five and nine Falcons take it away Brennan.
1: So Desmond Ritter had his first career start last week. he was okay he'll have three more games to show what what he's made out of but um I don't think I don't think four games is enough of a I don't think that's enough to know whether you have a franchise quarterback or not so I would probably bring him I would probably see give him an, an entire year next year but we'll have to wait and see. Uh, No Lamar Jackson, once again, for the Ravens. Uh, Tyler Huntley is starting again. And uh, in addition to that, they're going to have some, some defensive injuries. Calais Campbell and Marcus Peters are both out. And on top of that, they placed wide receiver Devin Duvernay on IR, and they brought back Sammy Watkins, who was with them last year and didn't do much of anything. They really have one of the Worst wide receiver rooms in the league because currently it's Sammy Watkins, uh, Demarcus Robinson, James Prochet, and Deshaun Jackson. That's not really good at all. The Ravens have given Lamar Jackson a very mediocre supporting cast over and over again. And uh, he always seems to make it work. But uh, even though Tyler Huntley isn't as good as Lamar Jackson, they're at home and they're playing a rookie quarterback and they're scheduled to play another one next week too with Kenny Pickett. Uh, so, uh, I like the Ravens to win this one.
0: Okay, let's head to Carolina, where the five and nine Panthers will be welcoming in the seven and seven Lions, and you got to think the Lions are are tasting that uh, that last playoff spot in the NFC. Uh,
1: yeah, I think they're uh, they they really want to get it. I think the seventh seed is the is a battle between the Commanders, the Lions, and the Seahawks. Uh, the Lions were one and six. Now they're seven and seven. It's really. Uh, it's pretty amazing. Uh, the Panthers were five and eight until they lost to the Steelers last week. Uh, they had very slim hopes of winning the NFC South, but that probably isn't going to happen. That probably isn't going to happen anymore. The Panthers and have uh, their injury report is th- they barely have anyone um, missing time. Like they're going to be at full strength pretty much, and the Lions are going to be at, almost at full strength themselves. Uh, I just think the Lions are the better. The better team and with better with better talent and better coaching so i like the lions to keep on
0: winning let's head to soldier field uh where again we didn't discuss this beforehand but i got to think that this might be a lock of the week for you we have the three and eleven bears welcoming in the eleven and three bills bills want to do everything they can to sew up that uh first round bye
1: yeah it is my lock of the week the bills got revenge on the Dolphins last week. They scored over 30 while doing it. And the Bears, they always fight, but uh, I don't know how much, uh, I don't know how they're going to make this one competitive because wide receiver Equinemius St. Brown is out. Chase Claypool is listed as doubtful, and they already lost Darnell Mooney for the year. Uh, uh, On top of that, offensive lineman Cody Whitehair and Tevin Jenkins are both listed as doubtful. And and the NFL is a wild league, but I don't see how the Bears make it close, so I'm going with the
0: Bills. Cleveland Browns six and eight, welcoming in the five and nine Saints. This game couldn't be any less interesting if it tried. But I guess at least you can see if Deshaun Watson takes a step.
1: Yeah, he was uh, decent last week. The Ravens are, are a really good defense, so it was hard to. Uh, it's hard to be good on offense against them, but. Uh, They they scored 13 points, but that was enough. Uh, 13-3 was the final score. The Browns defense, which has been uh, very much criticized, uh, had the benefit of playing Tyler Huntley instead of Lamar Jackson, but it was a decent performance by the offense, an an okay performance by the offense, and a a great performance by the defense. I think Deshaun Watson is is improving every single week. Uh, He hadn't played for about two years and this Browns defense should have another great game because the Saints, who are already mediocre on offense, they're going to be without Chris Olave and Jarvis Landry, so they're on the road. The Saints are on the road against a talented defense, and I don't know how they intend to score points. Uh, I thought before I saw the injury reports, uh, I thought this one was was one of the biggest toss-ups of the week, but now that Olave and Landry aren't playing, I think the Browns are going to win this one.
0: Okay, let's head to Arrowhead uh, where the 11-3 and 3 Chiefs are trying to keep pace with the uh, Bills who hold the tiebreaker for the first overall seed. Uh, standing in their, their way of doing that is the 7-7 and 7 Seahawks. They've kind of hit the skids a little bit here.
1: Yeah, they have. They looked as if they were going to win the division or maybe be a wild card, but no, they're in the hunt. They might not make it at all. They're... Final two games look like uh, winnable games, but but not this one. Uh, their defense has been bad all year long. They lost two home games in a row to Sam Darnold and Brock Purdy. Now they're going on the road to play the Chiefs, and they're going to be without wide receiver Tyler Lockett, who had a has who has a finger injury. I think he, I think he is expected to come back, but he's not going to play in this game. The Chiefs are at Arrowhead for the first time since Week Twelve. They were they. They played three consecutive road games, but they're going to be um, at home now, and uh, they've got their speedy wide receivers back with Miko Hardman and Kadarius Toney. Uh, The Chiefs defense really has struggled the past couple of weeks, but um, they'll be at home, and the Seahawks don't have Tyler Lockett, one of their most explosive weapons, so I like the Chiefs to win this one.
0: Okay, wow, Uh, just seeing their name in print. The Vikings at eleven and three, welcoming in the eight five and one Giants. How about those Vikings?
1: Yeah, uh, I thought for sure they well they did beat the Colts, but I thought they were going to win, and I thought I was finally going to relax while doing it. I thought they were going to blow them out, but but no. In the first half, they were the ones getting blown out. It went uh, everything that could go wrong went wrong. They um, had a blocked. There was a blocked punt that was returned for a touchdown. Kirk Cousins threw a pick six. Dalvin Cook had a fumble, which led to a touchdown a couple of plays later. There was a fourth and one fail from like their own 20 yard line or something. Then there was a fake punt fail. It was 33 to zero at halftime and I couldn't believe what I was seeing. And also Justin Jefferson was injured in the first half and, uh, it was a horror movie and I couldn't watch it anymore. Um, I turned it off, uh, I turned it back on every now and then, I saw they kept scoring and scoring, and then at one point, at some point in the game, I started to, uh, I was watching it uh, without turning it off, and they completed the biggest comeback in NFL history. They were down 33-0, to and they won 39-36 to in overtime. I couldn't believe it. And they won the NFC North while doing it. The Giants had an impressive victory of their own. They won against their divisional rival, Commanders, after tying against them a couple of weeks before. Rookie linebacker Kayvon Thibodeau was great. He had a strip sack, and he was uh, he had a lot of tackles. But uh, going on the road to play this Vikings offense is a, a much bigger challenge. Uh, it'll probably be a really close game, as always. But I like the Vikings to win. They shouldn't have that many errors for a second straight week. I like the Vikings to win this one.
0: Shout out to uh, Vinnie Lynch for calling the Vikings comeback uh, in the third quarter of that game, by the way. New England, 7-7, seven and seven, welcoming in the 10-4 and four Bengals. If the Patriots have hope of making the playoffs, uh, they're going to have to do it against this 10-4 and four Bengals team who is looking to solidify their grasp on things. What do you see happening here?
1: I actually didn't. Tell this to you. I uh, was meaning to and before the podcast, but I'll tell you now. Uh, the Bengals actually clinched a playoff spot officially after the Jaguars beat the Jets uh, yesterday. Uh, they're ten and four. Uh, they could be the number one seed if they win their final three games and the Chiefs lose another game. But I think it'll either be the Chiefs or Bills that are going to be the number one seed. But the Bengals are still a really good team. They were down seventeen to zero to the Buccaneers, and Tom Brady was undefeated at home when. Leading by 17 points, but not anymore. They came back from that one, and they kept causing turnover after turnover. They caused multiple turnovers, and there was a. The Buccaneers had a fake punt fail of their own. Running back Giovanni Bernard didn't even look like uh, he was expecting it. And yeah, it was just a. Uh, it was a, it was another comeback by the Bengals. Defensive coordinator Lou Anarumo's halftime adjustments are really something special. As as seen last week and both games against the chiefs from last season, the Patriots lost in one of the uh, wildest endings in recent uh, memory. The Patriots players were lateraling the ball all over the place. And then Chandler Jones uh, got it and ran it back for a touchdown. And that just has to be uh, a heartbreaking loss. That that is, that is a heartbreaking loss for the Patriots. It was a, a real heartbreaker, and I don't know if they're going to recover from it. Their offense is pretty weak. Wide receiver Devontae Parker is out with a concussion, and the frustration is visible from Mac Jones. Matt Patricia should not be an offensive coordinator. Uh, he'll probably be fired after the season. And, uh, and the Beng- The Bengals are on a six-game winning streak, and I like them to win. Once again, I'm going to pick the Bengals here.
0: Okay, the let's head to Tennessee, where the seven and seven Titans, who have also hit the skids and now have lost Ryan Tannehill seemingly for the season, uh, watching their playoff hopes go up in smoke. Pat, maybe, but if there was ever an opponent uh, that came in at the right time, it is the one twelve and one Texans.
1: Yes, the Titans. Seem as if the Titans might have lost Ryan Tanhill for the rest of the year. And he could have potentially played his final uh, game in a, in a Titans uniform. But we'll have to wait and see about, th- about that. Malik Willis had his first start against the Texans back in week eight. And um, the Titans ended up winning that game. But they did it because of their defense and Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry had over 200. Rushing yards in that game. He always seems to go for over 200 against the Texans. And, you know, Derrick Henry and their defense, that's how the Titans won because Malik Willis's uh, stats were not not very good at all in that game. He was like, he threw for like 50 yards and one interception, but they still got it done. That tells you how bad the Texans are. They're dealing with a lot of injuries, the the Texans, but also the Titans. Too many to name. It's... uh, it's it's a lot of injuries, and I'm amazed how they were able to keep it so close against the Chargers. Uh, the Texans have uh, they've been playing with a lot of effort in the past couple of weeks. They almost beat the Cowboys, and they took the Chiefs to overtime. But um, I think I like the Titans to win this one. But with how injured the Titans are, and how um, competitive the Texans have been recently, it wouldn't surprise me if there was an upset. But I'm gonna pick the Titans anyway.
0: All right, let's head out to the Bay Area where the 10-4 49ers will be welcoming the 7-6-1 Commanders. This one's pretty much a must-win for Washington if they want to keep thinking about uh, the postseason.
1: Yeah, it is a must-win because of the Lions looking to make the playoffs, and there's also the Seahawks. I thought the Commanders would beat, would beat the Giants, but no. Uh, Taylor Heineke was pretty much the reason why they lost. Uh, He lost a fumble that was returned for a touchdown, and they were inside the Giants, like, five-yard line, and he lost a fumble there. Uh, I still think he's better than Carson Wentz, but uh, they lost a winnable game. Now they're going on the road to play a 49ers team that that last played on Thursday. Uh, Brock Purdy is undefeated as a starter so far. Uh, I I think that'll probably end eventually, but I think I'm going to pick the 49ers again this week, even though Chase Young is returning for the Commanders, but knowing my luck, the Purdy will probably lose his first career start now that I've picked the 49ers.
0: We call that ramping the competition. Uh, let's go down to Big D, Dallas, where the 10-4 and 4 Cowboys will be welcoming in the 13-1 and 1 Eagles. Eagles going to be without Jalen Hurts, possibly for the rest of the regular season, but we'll see if uh, the legend of Gardner, the Mustache Minshew, can continue to uh, to grow. Um, do you think the Eagles can keep it close? Uh,
1: I think so. Uh, all four, um, NFC East teams would be in the playoffs if it ended, if the playoffs started today, which would be crazy because I don't think all four teams in a division have ever made the playoffs before in the same season. The Eagles are great, could end up winning the Super Bowl. The Cowboys are also a Super Bowl caliber team, in my opinion. The Giants have exceeded expectations, and then there's. The Commanders with a great opportunity in front of them with the 49ers, who they may or may not beat. Um, So, yes, Jalen Hurts uh, not playing. Uh, He's been an an MVP candidate um, this season. But the Eagles, uh, even though Hurts isn't playing in this game, uh, they have a great roster. They have maybe the, the league's best offensive line. They've got Miles Sanders, who's been having a career year, and talented wide receivers. And Dallas Goddard was activated off of IR, so he should be playing soon. And then they have a great defense; uh, it's talented in, in all in all areas—the defensive line, linebackers, and uh, the secondary. But uh, Hertz is—he's uh, one of the best quarterbacks in the league. And even though Minshew is a capable, is a good backup, uh, he's still not Hertz. The Cowboys. Blew a big lead against the Jaguars, but they're undefeated this season. Uh, after a loss, they haven't lost two consecutive games at any point this season. It's the Cowboys' it's it's Dallas's final home game this year, and Ty Hilton, be- veteran wide receiver Ty Hilton, will be active for the first time this season. So, uh, if the Eagles, if if Hertz was playing, maybe I would have picked, have picked the Eagles, but since He is not. I'm going to pick the Cowboys anyway. Uh, I think I was going to pick the Cowboys regardless of quarterback, though.
0: All right, let's uh, check in on the uh, Christmas Eve night game, which uh, is a little lackluster. Uh, Should probably draw ratings, though, uh, because we have the 6-8 Steelers welcoming in the 6-8 Raiders, and both of those teams have pretty... uh, Pretty deep roots uh, across the country as far as fan base goes. Um, sort of a battle of the suck. Um, take it away.
1: Well, neither of them have a losing record just yet, but the loser will have a losing record. They have both these teams have the have extremely slim playoff hopes. But the loser, I don't know if the loser will be mathematically eliminated, but they definitely won't be making the playoffs. This game is actually the fifth. It's not the. It's not. Going to be played on the exact same day it happened, but this game will be the will honor the 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception and about the Immaculate Reception. Franco Harris sadly died a couple of days ago. RIP. Uh, so um, the Steelers will probably be very motivated to get a win, but Kenny Pickett is going to start this this week. Uh, he's been he's been decent, but he's still a rookie, and the Raiders haven't played a rookie at all this season, but. They have had a lot of um, unbelievable losses, such as losing to Jeff Saturday and losing to Baker Mayfield, who was who was only on the Rams for about two days. Um, so despite uh, those losses, uh, I'm going to pick the Raiders anyway, I guess. But the Steelers are one of the are one of the hardest teams to pick for me. When I pick them to win, they lose, and when I pick them to lose, they win. So we'll see.
0: Okay, let's head to uh, Christmas Day where we have a triple header. Uh, I'm sure that when the NFL drew up this schedule, they had great things in mind, but uh, things happen. And really, it looks like the only decent game to me is the uh, is the early game, which is the 8-6 Dolphins uh, welcoming in the 6-8 Packers.
1: So the Dolphins played three consecutive road games and lost all of them. They were 8-3, and three, now they're 8-6. and six. Uh, It looked for sure as if they were going to make the playoffs. I still think they are, but they're probably going to have to win at least uh, two of the remaining three games to make the playoffs. Um, uh, being on the road for playing three straight road games is tough for any team, I think, and uh, they're finally going to be back at, at Miami. The Packers uh, have gotten two wins in a row, but they were against the Bears and the Rams, two of the worst teams in the league. Uh the Packers haven't had many quality wins this season, aside from a win over the Cowboys. Uh they uh they're probably, they're a team that should have made the playoffs this year. All of their pretty much almost all of their eight losses were like very close losses that they should have won and they didn't make enough plays. And uh There's they have very slim playoff hopes if they were to win their final three games and get some help from other teams, they could make it but I, but I don't think that's going to happen. And uh, for the first time in the Matt Lafleur era, I think they're going to finish with a losing season. And I think that I think they're going to have I think they're going to lose this one, I'm going to take the Dolphins, I can't, I don't think they're gonna have a four game losing streak. I like the Dolphins to win this one at home.
0: Out to LA we go with the four and ten Rams who, if I'm not mistaken, are uh, the absolute worst when it comes to uh, Super Bowl hangovers welcoming in the four and ten Broncos who I think previously held that record. You can correct me if I'm wrong.
1: So yeah the Rams are th- the 2022 Rams are the first the Rams are the first team since the 2003 buccaneers to have a losing record. And I think the 1999 Broncos hold the record for most losses by a defending champion with 10. So if the Rams lose one more game, which I'm sure they will, uh, they'll have the most losses by a defending Super Bowl champion ever. And really, this game is just horrible. Both of these teams are mathematically eliminated from the playoffs, so there's literally no reason to watch it. You should watch a movie instead of watching this game. You should watch a TV show instead of watching this game. You should play a video game instead of watching this game. You should read a book instead of watching this game. And you should be hanging out with your friends and family instead of watching this game and
0: uh i'll pick the broncos i guess but don't watch this what are some shows that you would recommend whatever you like i recommend severance uh okay let's go to christmas night uh like i said when the nfl drew this up they were probably salivating um but as we know uh real life has intruded and we have the four and ten cardinals welcoming in the six and eight Buccaneers. Sorry for any noise in the background. We have uh, 40 mile an hour wind gusts and stuff is blowing all over our backyard. Uh, The six and eight Buccaneers still trying to squeeze into the playoffs. Uh, Take it away, Bren.
1: So yes, the Cardinals have been one of the most disappointing teams this season. They've been dealing with a lot of injuries, most notably to Kyler Murray, who tore his ACL a couple of weeks ago, which was really sad to see. I thought this was going gonna, to gonna be Tom Brady versus Kyler Murray, but that didn't happen or that will not happen. The Buccaneers are six and eight and they, they have eight losses, but they're still in the lead in their division because the NFC South is so bad. I think they have what it takes to win their final three games and win the division and get into the playoffs with a, re- with a winning record. I really hope they don't make the playoffs with a losing record because that would be, uh, it would just be bad. And, uh, they blew a 17-point lead to the Bengals. I thought they were gonna. I thought they were gonna win it. They were looking as good as they were looking as good as they had looked all season long. They looked really good, and uh, then they blew it. Uh, it. It was too good to be true, I guess, and uh, they ended up losing it. But they're going up. They're not going up against Kyler Murray, and they're not going up against Colt McCoy either. They're going up against this guy named. Trace McSorley, who is making his first career start. Uh, the, uh, the defense is pretty banged up, and the defense isn't all that good. The Cardinals lost to the Broncos last week, which is bad. And uh, I think this is a perfect opportunity for the Buccaneers to get a win. So I'm picking them to win it.
0: Okay, and uh, for the day after Christmas, or Boxing Day for any of our <laughs> Canadian listeners, uh, we have another terrible game. Uh, we have the four, nine, and one Colts fresh off the uh, largest choke in NFL history, welcoming in the eight and six Chargers who are looking to solidify their playoff uh, bona fides.
1: So, yes, the Colts, like you just said, they blew the biggest lead in NFL history. Uh, they will forever be linked to that now. Um, Matt Ryan, who it wasn't his fault that. The defense blew a 33-point lead, but he has been benched for Nick Foles. That was probably his final NFL game. Uh, Foles hasn't, uh, I don't think he's played any snaps at all this season. And uh, Colts' offensive line isn't very good, and their playmaker, or their wide receiver room is uh, pretty mediocre, and they're going to be without Jonathan Taylor for the rest of the year as well. The defense has talent, but... uh, they even still, but despite their talent, they blew the biggest lead in NFL history anyway. Uh, Jeff Saturday was not a great hire as an interim head coach. He is definitely not coming back. And this team is just a mess. They have no quarterback, and they don't have uh, a head coach, really. Or I, they don't have a good head coach yet. And uh, the Chargers, they it was a lot harder than it should have been, but they beat the Titans. And... Uh, the Colts are actually three and versus the AFC West this season. They beat the Broncos Raiders and they beat the chiefs back in week three, which is crazy when you think about where the Colts are now, but um, I'm going to pick the chargers to win this one. And I don't, I don't think I'm picking the Colts to win a game the rest of the season. And they play the Texans week 18.
0: Okay. That wraps it up for this week. Uh, again, wish everybody a happy and healthy holiday. Uh We'll be uh, back with you next year. Ha ha ha. Um, and actually, is that true? When is our next podcast? On the 30th? Uh, I
1: think I think so. Oh, yeah. uh,
0: so my joke just died. <laughs> um, we always appreciate your listening. Don't forget to follow Brennan on Twitter at PhD in NFL. And make sure you head over to QBlist.com to check out all the great content over there, some of which Brennan contributes to. Take care.